0: what is up guys i am uh, proud of myself i'm on a roll here with people that i didn't go to high school with and uh, <laughs> so today i have a uh, tyler fowler though i didn't go to school with him i've i've known him for quite a while really good dude he actually uh my first job out of high school he hooked me up with that and i really thank him for that but at the same time i don't care if i touch a welder again <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah for sure no yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way so i've been welding for 10 years now and now that I landed a job, kind of actually overseeing that in a sense, and like handing out parts and just not welding anymore, it's kind of a blessing. So I'm getting yeah. older, man, and my body parts are just like, nah, we we can't do this
0: anymore. So yeah, I'm tired of, of inhaling welding gas. And exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. He's black a black lung. <laughs> yeah, he is. A Tyler's very passionate about Christianity. He actually has his own podcast called The Complete Sinners Guide. Yep. believe I got that right yeah Yeah, no where they just talk about sin and kind of ways to avoid it and how to live with it and I just wanted to have him on here and interview him about Christianity because he has always been the interviewer in his podcast yep so I'll start this off um were you born raised a Christian or was that did you have to convert to Christianity so
1: my story it actually begins really from birth, yeah, I was raised in a Christian household. Now, granted, that does not mean what I, de- or not determined, but what the definition of Christian is. So for me, anyway, in the Bible, what the Bible says is a Christian is someone who is born again, right? Mm-hmm. This person has been changed. So I've been born again now for, I'm going to say, five years. I don't remember the exact moment whenever I was saved, but I do it's one of those things to where I got to go into my testimony just a little bit, right? Oh, that's all good. So, I, like I said, I was raised in a Christian household. We went, to, we went to church on Sundays. You know, I went to Sunday school. And I hit a point in my life, Austin, where I wanted nothing to do with God. I hated God. I remember a phone conversation uh, that me and my mother was having. And she, I had said GD, right? And I took God's name in vain. And she said, don't say that. And I remember screaming to her, F, God. I don't want nothing to do with him, right? Uh And at at that moment, dude, like at that point in time, I was living in Florida. And I was on drugs. I was, you know, doing the rock and roll scene, right? Sex, drugs, rock and roll.
0: That's what it's about. Exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) And I finally hit a moment around... I'm 30 now. And I probably... I hit this moment whenever I was 25. And... I just thought I've got to change I need and I need help like I can't do this on my own and so a buddy of my dad's, his friend he can't he played pool with him and he kept coming over and giving me the gospel. Christ died for sins he rose on the third day trust him trust him and you'll be saved right and one day man I, like I said I don't remember the exact moment, but one day it clicked and I was born again and from that moment on it's been. It's been a ride. It has been a roller coaster. I hope we get into that here in a little bit, uh, but it's been a roller coaster, man. And I thank God for it every day. So, so the short version of that now is yes, we went to church, but no, I was not born again until I'm going to say five years ago.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel that. I grew up in a church as well, and I. It's taken me quite a while to take to actually Christianity and being. What a christian is supposed to be oh, it still, takes a lifetime man yeah it takes still a working lifetime. on that you it's something you'll never get there but right. there's a place that i feel like i should be and i'm not you sure know? sure but, so uh how did your life change after becoming born again <laughs>
1: complete night and day really? seriously yeah oh yeah so like i said whenever whenever someone is born again god changes that person right and your desires change, everything about you changes. Jesus actually says like evil thoughts, evil desires, all that stems from the heart. And so whenever God gives you that heart surgery, right? He he takes out that heart of stone, puts in a heart of flesh, everything about you changes. Now it doesn't change overnight, right? I mean, in a sense it does but these things do take time like you just said you know you're not where you want to be neither am i i want to be like jesus right yeah but the great thing about that is austin is not only does god save us from hell right he saves us so that we'll be more like his son like this is what romans eight twenty eight says god works all things together for good for those who love god those who are called according to his purposes right and part of those purposes is to make those people who trust him more like jesus so with that being said, it's, man, like I said, you asked me how it changed. It's, it's a complete, the things, I'll just quote Paul, the things I used to love, I now hate, really? right? Yes, the drugs, the sex, you know, the promiscuity of it. I mean, once I've got married, once God saved me, I wanted to get married, I wanted to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that heart change, all of those desires coming from the heart. So like I said, once God gives you that new heart, everything changes bro the the things you once love like I said and that you now hate and you want to do the things that God wants you to do
0: okay so I'm sure you're still struggling with some oh, of yeah. it but dude like so, let,
1: so for example just real quick then I am a recovering addict okay. notice I didn't say I am sober right yeah I'm still in recovery and part of that is you know I'm on Suboxone right so I used to have a problem with pills for those who don't know And I'm on Suboxone now. And yes, dude, I still struggle with temptation of wanting to take more because it still gives me a buzz.
0: Yeah, it's It's, a pill to get you off of other pills. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So, So with that, you know, and also, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go here, but like I still struggle with masturbation even. Not only just masturbation, but actually looking at porn. And that's something my wife knows about, you know, and that's something. And thank God it hasn't happened for at least six months now, right? So That's pretty good. Absolutely. But that temptation whenever I'm by myself is still there. And that's Mm -hmm. something, dude, that's just part of living in the world. I mean, just look in the world and see how much influence it has on a person. You know what I mean? You want to do the things your buddies want you to do. And it's like part of that is... It, it, we're going to get into this here in a second. I think I got a feeling, but it's part of that struggle that really comes with being a Christian. You struggle with not only your flesh, but you struggle with Satan and you struggle with the world, right? Mm-hmm. And all of that just combining it makes it, it makes it a tough, tough walk. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. You said we'll get into it in a minute. You are probably exactly right. <laughs> what is the uh, hardest part about being a Christian?
1: The the internal struggle. The, okay. the internal struggle, for sure. And what I mean by that, again, is kind of what I said a while ago, is that whenever whenever you're born again, God changes you. But you still live in this flesh. and And it's not like it's evil or anything like that. But the old desires, they're still there. They're crucified, right? The Bible says, mm-hmm. but it's like they're still screaming at you. Paul yeah. ca- Paul, kind of, um, he associated with carrying a dead corpse around on his back. Like it weighed him down so much. And I see that. So the hardest part about being a Christian in this day and age is not only does the culture that we live in now Say everything that the Bible says is good is not right, like every like God forbid a man and a woman get married, you know, and have a kid, right? Yeah, it's like if you do that, you're in the minority anymore. Well, I mean, in this, my buddy Joshua Davidson he lives in California in San Francisco, right? So, Bay Area, and he's just it's like Sodom and Gomorrah in this place. I mean, it really is, and I don't think, I mean, just this is just my heart, but until people Really start looking out and realizing that this, that this, mic, all of this podcast, your YouTube channel, my podcast, it's all temporary. Yeah. And once we actually start taking that into consideration, the problem with that is your life's not. And this, this life that we have, this isn't all there is. The Bible says that God made the invisible things and the visible things. So there's a whole nother realm out there for us. And, and part of that is this, if I can just speak to your listeners for just a second, part, it, all of it is this, is we're here, whether we like it or not. I don't think anybody chose to be here, right? But mm-hmm. we find ourselves here. And so we can do one of two things. We can either live for ourselves or we can live the way Jesus told us to do. And part of that is selfishness versus loving others, right? That is the key thing in the Bible is trusting God and loving others and and you know to get back into the harsh part about being a Christian with this whole with the world that we see in the world that we live in right now you kind of see the tension there I'm assuming and since you're living it yourself yeah that's it though this this place that we find ourselves in it's not it it, it will go away and but you won't and so again you can live for yourself or you can live for Christ but I promise you, the benefits of living for God outweigh tenfold, uh, infinity fold. the, you know, living for yourself. So,
0: with that being Good. said. Now, uh, do you ever, you said the world, our world is infinite. Do you ever find yourself skeptical of that? This is off the question. No, sure, yeah, yeah I no, sent you. Please, but, please. Yeah. yeah, do you ever find yourself skeptical? It's like, well... Nobody can prove this because nobody can die and then talk about it sure. without being looked at as, like, they got to be lying about this, you know? Right. Do you ever get skeptical of that? Because I know I do, and it's like, well, why am I doing this if that's not even proven yet? And it, sure. it's an internal struggle with, my, with me really bad.
1: Absolutely. So, if I'll put it like this. If I was a Christian just because of the evidence... Mm-hmm. I would not be a Christian for very long, and I'm not saying that there's no evidence for it. There is, but yeah. if that's what everything hung on, it would be, it, it would be very short lived, right? And so with that, I think to be human is to doubt. So yes, there are doubts that go through my mind. However, I think back, and I offer this. I've, I've offered this challenge, so I'm kind of being half, half a little bit half hearted here, but but seriously <laughs> though. I would stop being a Christian tomorrow, Austin, if somebody could prove to me that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. No lie. If someone could prove to me that, that Jesus did not rise from the dead, I would stop being a Christian tomorrow because guess what? I've got better things to do than be lied to on a Sunday morning, right? And so part of all of my hope and all of my faith that we've been talking about is in two historical events, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If those two things didn't happen, then Christianity, if one of those two things didn't happen, Christianity falls apart. Paul said this in first Corinthians, he was talking about the same thing. And he says this, he says, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, you are still in your sins. And that means we're all going to go to hell. Okay. But the beautiful thing is, and this is part of faith, right? We're resting in something we cannot see. So I think that's what makes it hard is that we can't, it's not like Jesus comes down and has a conversation with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's part of that faith. God is for those who are born again, for those who are trusting Christ, God is inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that's why I said evidence alone. I wouldn't be very short. Christianity would be very short lived, but it's the Holy spirit within me that keeps pushing me forward. Right. And once Mm -hmm. those doubts enter my head, bro, they're gone. Like that.
0: See, the doubts in my head, like, I know it's a stupid thing to doubt too, because, like, okay, what if I am doing this and it turns out to be nothing? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Be mad about it? I'm dead. Right. I, you <laughs> cease to exist at <laughs> yeah, that point. Like, Austin. I, I can't. So.
1: <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, exactly. And, and here's the thing people, ju- here's the key thing, really, that, that I think if you would focus on, would erase all doubts, right? Mm-hmm. The thing, the challenge that I just issued to anybody. You proved to me Jesus didn't rise from the dead because here's that's the thing that the disciples, man, think about it. Twelve got thirteen if you include Jesus, but twelve guys turned the world upside down with this story. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for your sins and he rose again, right? If that were not true, all the Jews would have had to do in the early days—the Jews who did not like Christ, who thought he, they were trying to turn everybody away—all they would have to do is say, "There's the tomb. There's his body. Your Messiah's dead. Didn't happen." It did not happen, and twelve guys took that story because they saw the man rise from the dead. He walked in, he fellowshipped with him for forty days, bro, and they told the world, and they were willing to die for that belief, right? And I don't know about you, but if I know something's a lie, I'm not going to be willing to die for it. you know what no, I mean? Yeah, and I think that seeing God work in so many people, you know, just like that and not only so many people, but also the people who actually believe in him, seeing that and looking back, like I love, let me say this real quick. How did your life change after being being saved? I love looking back and seeing where I was, where the the pill addict, the, the sex freak, you know, the rock and roll maniac, right? I love looking back and seeing that because I can look at my life now and see how much God has changed it. And that is what gives me hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a. I didn't know you as the when you were in Florida, but right. probably glad I'm didn't. Cause, yeah, cause we he, wouldn't be
1: having this conversation right now because <laughs>
0: no, you'd have been one that my mom would be like, "Don't talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> stay yeah. away." Yeah. <laughs> I had many
1: of parents tell their girls to no, don't don't associate with that guy. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I lost a lot of girlfriends oh, due to man. angry parents.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people don't listen to their parents when they're like, "Don't hang out with him." But I right. If I get caught with somebody I'm not supposed to be around, it's over for me right. like I will know I, I will but, know if there's a God or not, you right know? right <laughs> right
1: you will meet him face to face <laughs> yeah
0: but um uh, so if you find yourself running low on faith, how do you get out of that rut Because I'll, yeah. I'll get in places where it's like I've been so aggravated just with stupid things, and I'm like, no, I'm worshiping the wrong guy, God ain't it, you know and sure it's, it bothers me to no end because mm-hmm. I never know what to do my way around it right. So what do you do?
1: Right. So so, what do you do when you find yourself running low on faith? So the amazing thing is this, Austin. Jesus said that a mustard seed amount of faith can move mountains, right? Yes. And that's the question, or that's the thing that the disciples told Jesus. They said, "Hey, give us more faith, right? Give us more faith." And Jesus said, "You don't need more faith. What you need to do is trust. Like uh, any amount of faith, right? Big or small, is still faith in Christ, right?" And so whenever I find myself running low on faith, I think back to the gospel, and the gospel is this. Gospel simply means good news, in Greek it's euangelion, right? It's the Greek word for good news. And the good news about Jesus is this, is that we are all sinners, we all deserve hell. We, If, if we look at the Ten Commandments, I can check mark every single one of them and have and, and can say, I have not done this, I have committed adultery, I have lied, I have stolen, everybody has right there's no one perfect on this earth only one that was that was jesus but not to ramble on but whenever i find myself running low on faith i think of that he i'm a sinner there are things that i do that i won't tell your listeners about like i i just can't right but it's those things that i know jesus died for right Mm -hmm. And so whenever I find myself in a rut, I think back to that crucifixion moment where He took the nails in His hands. Like I don't know if you're, uh, your your uh, audience can see, they but I've got be able to. I've got two tattoos here. Um,
0: That's that ought to be. That ought to be great, but I got two
1: (laughs) tattoos here um, to remind me of those nail scars that Jesus took, because Isaiah 53 says he bore our sins, right? And what that means is he was our substitute. He took my place on the cross, right? He took the wrath that I deserve. And so with that, and not only that, but he rose from the dead, like I said a while ago. So thinking of those two historical events and what they, not only they mean, like, not not just symbolically, but literally, what that means for me is that I've not only have I been cleared of my sins, but I've been given that righteousness. I, t- I said a minute ago that there's only one person that was perfect and walked the face of this earth, right? It's Jesus. And all of that good that he did is imputed or given to me. Why? Because of love, right? Yeah. It's nothing I've done to deserve it because I deserve hell, brother. But that right there, again, just thinking back to what he'd done 2,000 years ago, seems to be the thing that gives me the motivation to get out of that rut.
0: Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and trust me, dude, there, for any Christian listener right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about because of that internal struggle that I was talking about a while ago. And so with that, just trust. This is, I think this is key Trust God because I, I ask so many people, or so many people tell me, "Oh, I believe in Jesus, right? I believe mm-hmm. in God. What do they mean by that, though? What they they means
0: they, they believe there is a God, right? They believe
1: <laughs> He's He's up there doing something, right? Yeah, that is not what believing in God means. Believing in God means to believe in God means to trust God. Mm -hmm. So that means like, for example, if you're on drugs, right. And you tell me, Tyler, I'm going to quit drugs. I say, Austin, I believe in you. I know you can do that. Right. Yeah. It's believing what you said is actually going to come true. That's what trusting in God is. Exactly. So I think it's key for everything.
0: Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's great answer really. (laughs) But, uh, I'm gonna start wrapping this up. What yeah, I like please. to ask towards the end, and I, I want you to talk about your podcast after this. Sure. But I like to ask towards the end. Say, I'm trying to find a way to reword it. it everybody gets this question, <laughs> but um, so say you s- see or know somebody that is dealing with the stuff you were dealing with years ago with your rock and roller coaster life. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you go about getting them into church or converting to Christianity?
1: I would start with the gospel. What I had just said, that's where Christianity starts. Mm -hmm. It starts with, and I have no idea. ADD moment, guys. I have no (laughs) idea why I've been holding these the entire time, or wearing them the entire time. But whatever, (laughs) it'll be all right. So can you repeat that question again? I got kind of sidetracked. um
0: so, somebody that's in your shoes years ago, yeah. hated God, sex, sure. drugs, rock and roll, how would you go about getting them into okay. Christianity? Yeah,
1: the like I said, the gospel. It, 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 Christianity, this is what Jesus, he pre- he preached the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. This is what the Bible says that he did. He told people about himself. And so, that's, I'm just, I'm just someone who is, I'm just another beggar point. This is Andy Mineo. He's a rapper. He's a Christian rapper. And... He said, I'm just another beggar pointing y'all to where the bread is, right? Okay. That's all we are is someone, this isn't about me. This isn't about you. This is about what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. And so the gospel, you don't, and I see this so much, is that people think they have to clean up their life before they come to God. No, 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 no. That is the biggest, that is an eternal mistake. And what I mean by that is if you think that you have to become perfect before God accepts you, you will never reach that mark, right? No. God cleans you up, so to say. And so we start with the gospel. Once someone is indwelt with the Holy Spirit, it's his job from there. Sanctification isn't my job. Now, what I, and, and for those who don't know, sanctification just means the process of becoming like Jesus, right? All the struggles that we fight, all of these temptations, they all have a purpose. And that, that, that purpose is to make us more like Christ. And so with, but you have to have the gospel. You have to know three things. One that you're a sinner and, and you're going to go to hell, right? I don't Mm -hmm. care this. And this isn't me. This isn't your message. This is the message that Jesus, the guy who claimed to be God rose from the dead. This is his message. And so that's where it starts. So to answer your question in short form of that, the gospel the good news i'm a sinner one jesus died for my sins two and three he offers me forgiveness by trusting in him that's it the rest the rest the holy spirit does he makes you more like christ you work with him and all of that yes and it takes a lifetime and i don't think we'll ever be perfect this side of heaven but it takes a lifetime to be like jesus I man, what better place to start than now? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. The reason I really wanted to ask that one, yeah. is there's a lot of people who their families are watching them go through that type of lifestyle and they want them to change. Yeah. And they go about it the wrong way. They'll argue with them, shout and yell at them. throw.
1: It's like a drug addict. Like, yeah. th- here's the thing real quick. And it's, it, I had that, I had the exact same thing. And mm-hmm. you push somebody so hard, you end up pushing them off the cliff. Yep. A drug addict will not change until he wants to change, mm-hmm. right? And it's the exact same way with Christianity. Someone will not trust God. All I can do is tell you about Jesus, right? At the end of the day, you're going to have to make that decision whether to trust him or not. But I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to push, you know, anyone. All I can do is tell because I don't want to be the person to push him off a cliff.
0: Okay. Yeah, because that's not what they need at right. all. They need right actual help and... What's they that? Guidance. They say, love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. That's what I've had pounded sure. into my brain for a better half of four it's years. It's a now. very, I think it's <laughs>
1: very, I think it's helpful. I, so, here, funny thing about that, a lot of people think that's a Bible verse. It's not. No, you I didn't
0: think it was. Nope,
1: right, no, you're Right. You're right. Nowhere found in the Bible. But regardless, it's a good tool. I think mm-hmm. love the sinner, hate the sin. What does that mean? To me, that means if you're struggling with sin, I'm not going to say, brother. I'm not gonna say, Austin, you devil, how dare you do this? Because let me tell you something, I'm doing stuff that's ten times worse. Yeah. Trust me on that, right? And so I'm gonna come beside you, and I think this is where the church is filled. The the actual body of believers. I really think this is where the church is failed, is because they end up pushing people out instead of let me love you, right? Mm-hmm. This is what Jesus did. Yeah, Jesus spoke harsh to people. He made a whip, you know, and and chased people around the temple and chased them out of the temple. But he loved them. Mm -hmm. And, And part of love, brother, is it demands truth. And I think that's where we... And I think it would change this entire world is if we were just honest with each other. We had an episode on the podcast last night about depression. Okay. And, and for anybody interested, the podcast, go to completecenters.com, and you can see the latest episode. You can. I'm working right now to get all of the episodes on there. I'm having a hard time with web developers, so if any of y'all are web developers out there and want to help me out with this, that'd be great. <laughs> but, but I'm sidetracking again. But at the end of the day to, and I might have went off completely off trail, but in, in coming right back real quick. That's,
0: that's what we do here. <laughs> that is what, our I saw the tech Our to ramble, right? <laughs> Yes, <laughs>
1: ramble, I've, I've rambled, so a goal <laughs> accomplished, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, brother, at the end of the day, if I can just, you know, anything to the listeners, this at the end of the day, you're going to have to make a decision and not making a decision is making a decision. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, I don't want this to be the holier than thou half hour. Right. But it's true. And, and what I'm saying right now is either true or false. So at the end of the day, we're going to have to make that decision. Do I want to like I started out, do I want to live for myself or do I want to love others? Because loving others is what Jesus told us to do. Right. And so anything, if you guys don't take away anything else from this, take away this. You, me, Austin, we will all stand before God one of these days. And the question that I have asked Austin, I've asked, I think everybody, a four star, right? <laughs> Is if you. When when that day, we don't know when it's going to be. It could be tonight. It could be a month from now. It could be years from now. But whenever you stand before God and just say, he asks you, why should I let you into heaven? What would your answer be? What would your answer be, honestly? Because if I look back, (laughs) I don't deserve it. I don't. I've done too much horrible things in my life. And so if, if you take away nothing, know this. Jesus died for sinners. Jesus died for every single person who had put their faith in him. And he rose from the dead, right? And so, so the challenge still remains. Prove to me Jesus didn't rise from the dead. I'll quit being a Christian tomorrow. But until that happens, I'll keep saying this. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? What do I do with that? We have to do something with the claim Jesus died for sins and rose from the dead. We can either believe it or not. Okay. So, but but for more about the podcast, if you want to find, um, I, I know I was rambling about that before I got on that kick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> supposed to ramble? <laughs> that's right. I'm
1: doing a really good job, but <laughs> that's not arrogancy, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. But. <laughs> But, but you can find more episodes. We talk about depression. Um, I think the last one was overcoming drug addiction. We're in a series right now, Overcoming Sin and Temptation, where I sat down and my buddy um, Noah Chalaya, Joshua Davis, and Michael Keaton, we all sat down and really do exactly what one of your questions was, you know, the struggles. We talk about how to overcome them, right? And so you can find all that more completecenters.com. You can send me an email if you got a question about Christianity or want to bash it or want to argue on my podcast or just you want to give us your testimony or anything like that. Hit me up completecenter@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We also got Facebook. Um, I got a YouTube channel that you know YouTube it's crazy dude like you have to have a thousand subscribers to do a YouTube live video and what is it you have to um,
0: to get monetized it's 4,000 watch hours yeah a thousand yeah but it's
1: just there's so many you know different things like oh what is it I think it's like 500 subscribers to change your URL like oh, I that's what I'm that. want. yeah so the whole number thing and letters mm-hmm. to get like CSG like you know youtube.com slash CSG I think you gotta have like five hundred subscribers. So it's real long and funky, you know, letter saw so I don't I don't even know my own YouTube channel. But if you type in the complete centers guide, you can find it. Yeah, I'll link it in the description there you go. too.
0: But, but yeah, you said subscriber count. I'm I will be happy if I ever get a hundred. There you I go. I don't care if I do. I don't care if I don't. I make these for me to watch, right. really. But
1: I think I'm up to eighty right now. So you know, how many yeah, are you up to now?
0: Sixty seven. There you go. As of yesterday. That's, nice. I'm pretty uh, this is to you and them as well I'm pretty mm-hmm. overwhelmed I, I don't get much interaction with mm-hmm. my videos but the amount of people that actually watch them and like they'll see me in public and talk to me about them it's like oh, right. I didn't, I, this is my private life on the internet what sure. are you doing sure <laughs> like so
1: I've got now I know you didn't expect this but I've got a question for you Oh. oh yeah so here's my so we're gonna switch seats a little bit ladies and gentlemen but for those who don't know you, I know this is your channel, right? Mm-hmm. This is your YouTube channel. But I'm definitely going to take this video and share it with everybody of my okay. all my friends. I've got like four thousand friends on Facebook, I think. Okay. I, yeah, four thousand. Anyway, it's a high number, more than I should have. But what is what is your what's the name of your YouTube channel? And what what's your? I asked you this a while ago, so I won't hit you with a question I haven't asked you today. But what makes your channel stand out above the rest?
0: Okay. Uh, My channel is called Empty Kid Media. I'll be honest, I I chose that name because it was one of the few that wasn't taken. Okay. But my my turn on it to make it as if I did it on purpose was, we all talk about things we're passionate about here. So it's what keeps us from feeling empty in our minds and bodies. Sure. So that's where that came from. And what did you ask, what makes my channel different? Yeah, yeah what makes it stand out above the rest? Uh, what I feel like makes it stand out above other channels such as this one uh-huh. is uh, that it's not really a big production, but I, dre- I dress up for these. I know yeah. you can't tell, but I do. <laughs> and, uh, Fancy. It's, uh, it's just raw conversation, like room noises, the family joins in. You know, That's it's right. Like, this is what it would be like if I was sitting at their house talking to them. Like you uh, are right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, I'm not hiding nothing. That's exactly that's what it's about. That's good,
1: man. And I think, I think we need more of that. That kind of, this, for those who don't know, this is my lovely daughter, Kelsey. You're going to be on YouTube, baby girl. And uh, she will be a year old on April the 12th. She was born on Easter last okay. year. And so she, I know Easter falls on a different day of the year every year, but she was, last year, she was born on Easter. And so she'll be a year old on the 12th. Here, Mama. you said you wanted random right yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah no that's good and but what i was going to say was is that i think we need more of that we need more honesty we need more to just hey sit down let's talk and let's just be honest with each other because i don't know about you dude i know you go to church and every sunday this is kind of what we were talking about on my episode last night that we just it seems like we go to church now and we say hey how you doing Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: How you doing? Okay. Well, and sometimes like, hey, hi, oh, sorry, six feet. You know? My bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, social distancing, right? Yeah. So
1: <laughs> double mask social distancing, yes. I,
0: I'm so ready for all this over. I miss seeing people's faces in church. Like, it's bad, I don't know if it? I'm allowed to say. People, everybody wears masks at my church. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I just miss seeing them, you know? <laughs> right, right. And you can't, like, the elderly, you don't want to go up and talk to them. I miss that so much. Like, yeah. I ain't seen my grandparents in Not all of them, but there's two grandparents I haven't seen since last year, and I I hate that, you know?
1: I think, you know, what you're talking about is the negative, but I think there's some good that's came out of COVID, too. Mm -hmm. I think it shows what we take for granted, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that I take for granted that COVID has kind of revealed. So that, you know, just kind of back to the the interview just real quick, that really helps me out a lot. If you listen to the podcast, you'll hear it. Perspective is everything, Right. And you can look at everything, take the worst thing that has happened to you, look back and I guarantee you'll see some good come out of it, right? You, you can just see the good that's came out of, you know, the worst thing that's happened. So that's what I, it helps me kind of get through as well, is realizing that even in the bad, God is working good through it, right? So that's just some, that, that's a freebie, right? Just take that home, stick it under your hat, do whatever with it, but, but try, try to look at the good even in bad situations.
0: Okay. That's, that's hard and easy to do at some points. But. Yeah. All right, I'll start wrapping this up here. Guys, this has been uh, Tyler Fowler from the Complete Center's Guide. I hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to see more content like mine, like and subscribe. And if you want to see his, there will be a link to his stuff in the description. Thank you. S- see ya.